Hey, this is the Coach Brendan Sir with another edition of our podcast, and I wanted to make sure that we uh, cleared up uh, some misunderstanding I had from a couple of uh, calls this past week uh, from some of our people that have attended for years our coaching you, and we are all we're doing is for our 10th anniversary is we're treating all of our phenomenal, loyal clients, guests that we've had, and we're treating you all as VIPs. And we're giving it to you as an amazing reduced price. Uh, our normal price for a VIP is 475 If you signed up early, you were coming in at 299 Now we're at 349 And after the final four, it goes to, you know, uh, 399 So, you know, we've had this uh, terrific price for you. But we've added things, you know, to make this VIP experience better. Uh, one of the things that we've done is everyone will be seated courtside. I loved that. Kevin Eastman always loved that because you had a table, you could write, and you could almost touch the people that were speaking. Uh, you got a chance to really meet them, network with them, because you're the only people there. You're on the floor with them. Uh, one of the neat things that we're doing is, of course, you always get your videos. This year, we hope to have a minimum of 15 speakers, so you're going to get 15 videos of incredible content. Uh, you're going to get T-shirts pad folio a gift bag from us your meals will be there with an opportunity to visit with these people but what we're adding as soon as you sign up you're going to qualify to immediately get on a weekly call with me talking and answering your questions about basketball so i look at it as i'm giving you an opportunity to get the coaching you live event in july but then every week you have an event where you're learning from myself and others uh, in our community on a call. So we're very excited about that. And as soon as you sign up, we're starting the call. So, uh, you know, that's why we're encouraging you to make sure that you join. Uh, reminder, right now we already have 10 of our speakers already listed. We're way out in front of normal. And some of the top coaches in the league are just saying, hey, give me another month and I'm going to decide. But we have the great John Gordon, one of the great leadership speakers, communicators in America, uh, speaking with us, who's always been a huge hit. Monty Williams, the amazing human being, great coach, who's in the Spurs organization now as a vice president. David Fisdale blew it out of the water last year. Uh, you know, you see him now on ESPN and on the jump and different shows, but he is one of the great young coaches in the game. Emi Udoka is on the staff with the Spurs, who's ready to become a head coach. John Lucas is the guy working with Harden down there and doing a great job developing the, the players with the you know the Rockets. Joe Bunasar, who's, I call him the trainer for the stars, uh, you know, one of the best in the business. Uh, Stan Heath, the G League is going to explode in the NBA in the next few years. Stan Heath is the co head coach of the Lakeland Magic. I think you're really going to enjoy him. Manawatsu, who runs the number one basketball camp in America, MPGC Basketball. Mano is an incredible leader, teacher, of the game. PGC basketball teaches unlike anyone else for young people. 10,000 plus young people, boys and girls, men and women, come through their program each year. You will see and hear why their program is so successful. And of course, uh, you know, Kevin and myself will be doing our thing. So we're very excited. Take advantage of this. 
Go to coachingyoulive.com and register, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. After this quick break, I'm going to come back and I'm going to share a message that I think is so fitting at this time of year. Fast Model Sports is the world's most versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and your iPad, providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. It doesn't stop there. Along with FastDraw, they have other great programs such as FastScout, which I have used, which helps coaches create clean professional sky reports customized for your team. Fast Model is trusted and used by every NBA team and WNBA team and 85% of Division I college teams and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills for their online coaching community. For access... To these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. I think it's really important when you get to this time of year, you see a lot of job changes. You see coaches getting let go. You see coaches resigning. A lot of things are happening. It happened to me a year ago. And I think this message is important for all of our men and women coaches that it's happening to. You know, um, one of the things that I, I think, it, you know, the head coaches are the ones that you see in transactions, but assistant coaches and families are affected. So you got to decide, A, sometimes it's a surprise, sometimes it's not. But you have to really decide how you're going to handle it. And I, I feel it's it's a critical thing in your th- uh, thinking of how you you have to have a mindset of what you're going to do. And the only thing I'm going to tell you is you have to be positive. You can't walk around pissed off of what happened. You can't blame people for what happened because you know what? No one really wants to hear that. Because while you're complaining and bitching and everything, there's someone applying for your job. In fact, usually about 100 people or more applying for your job. So don't don't get caught up in it. Focus on yourself. Be self-aware and also at the same time, focus on helping other people. And I know that sounds crazy. If you lost your job, you'll focus on other people. But I think it's really something that you you have to consider. Uh, it's it's very very important during this time that you have a plan for what you're going to do. A dear dear friend of mine, Amanda Butler, was the head coach at the University of Florida. A year ago, last week, she got let go at Florida, and she made a decision. And I asked her to share on a podcast with us her experience, her journey, and what she did. And don't tell me, you know, you have three years left in your contract. Don't tell me you've been coaching for 28 years at that school. It doesn't matter. Someday you might go through this. Someday you might know someone who lost their job. Either way, what she did is absolutely remarkable and how she's now a better coach because of what she went through, I think, than if she had sat there and just done nothing. So I want you to really 
Sit back, listen, and learn from my dear friend, Amanda Butler. Hey, let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market today. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high-repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and to provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind of basketball shooting industry that enables coaches and players to stay connected, design and upload training exercises that combine shooting, conditioning, and ball handling into one complete workout, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is without question the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. It's been the official shooting machine of Coaching You for the last two years. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball. Amazing guest today. Uh, someone who's been a friend of mine for years. Uh, Amanda Butler was the head coach at the University of Florida. Uh, Billy Donovan, one of my dearest friends, was the head men's coach. She was the women's coach. We got to spend a lot of time together each year. And uh, much, much basketball respect as a coach, more respect as a, as a person. And uh, Amanda last year uh, got fired, and at, she got fired a week before I got fired. And uh, so we had a lot in common, and as, as friends do. And uh, we all handle things differently, and she took a journey that I think is one of the best things that I've seen or heard of anyone doing. And I wanted her to share that with all of our coaches because unfortunately this is the time of the year where change occurs and you can be a victim. You can be proactive about your future. You can be pissed off at things and it's how you handle it. And Amanda Butler, the professional she is and the great coach and incredible learner she is took a new path. And I want her to share that with you. Amanda, welcome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brendan. I love that intro. I that is, I need to talk to you every day. It wasn't on a teleprompter, amazing. too. That was from the heart, girl. <laughs> uh, Even better. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's easy to talk about friends like that. And, you know, you know, when you sent me the piece that you wrote and, uh, you know, it, as I, you know, told you at like 6 a.m. this morning, it was one of the best pieces I had ever written about someone taking control of their life. And, you know, and I think when our readers and listeners and coaches follow, get an opportunity to read this, they're going to feel the same way. Talk about what you did, how, how you got, as my friend Chuck Daly used to say, how did you get past mad uh, when it <laughs> happened uh, and, and what you did? You know, I, this you may not believe me, but I, mad was just really never uh, prevailing emotion that I felt. You know, it, it initially, and and you know when you you go through one of those transitions, especially when it's unexpected, um, you know you think of all the other people who are going to be impacted, and so you know there I, I went I think first just like right into work mode of like okay. Um, you know, how can I help my assistant coaches? How do we, uh, you know, try to help these these kids that are here through this transition and, you know, so that they understand everything is going to be all right. And there just wasn't really room for mad 
And, um, you know, and I think the other thing that um, was really a, a prevailing feeling for me, I don't know if you'd say it's emotion or not, is, you know, gratitude was a, was a very, very big part of um, our daily practice there at Florida with our team and our staff. I mean, daily, every single day, very intentional right now, what you're grateful for today, before we started any practice, any film, anything. And, you know, I, I just thought, I'm I'm uh, being tested right now to walk my walk, mm-hmm. you know, walk, you know, walk my talk rather. Am I going to, um, you know, be angry, upset, emotional, disappointed, or am I going to be grateful for the opportunities and most importantly, the relationships? And um, and I just felt like that was the better choice. There was I wanted my energy to be in a positive direction. And um, so mad i I just i don't i don't know maybe i'm weird you know but i just never really felt that no you're not you're not weird you're uh exceptional uh no (laughs) you you. are because you know i i pride myself in being a you know 40 plus year coach and uh i've seen it all i've experienced most of it and uh i knew ours was coming and i was still mad you know (laughs) because you know i was mad you know i mean but that i think that's human nature uh, but I got, you know, you can't dwell on it or else if, you know, if you talk about self-awareness, when, if you keep, you know, dwelling in that, you never get out of the ditch, so to speak. And, uh, so that was a key thing, but tell me, what did you learn about yourself during this time? Um, you know, I, that's a long list. That's probably like parts one, two, three, four, and five podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, um, I, I don't know that that's that's very difficult to summarize. I, I think that, um, you know, you, you spend a great deal of time when you're put in a position like this of self-reflection. And, uh, you know, and I think we're certainly maybe it's the nature of a coach. You're, you're, we're critical of ourselves. We immediately go, OK, you know, what what did I do wrong? What do I need to do better? How can I be better? You know, and uh, I think one of the things that it didn't really surprise me, but it was, it was a really powerful urge in me, especially once I kind of charted the course and had an idea of what I wanted to do. I didn't know how it was going to be executed yet, but I also had this, this really, it was just this nagging urge that like, I just need to share. I really need to do a good job during this year of, of sharing. And not that I'm haven't been, I think a sharing person, but it was really like daily. It was like, I need to share, you know, this thing I heard with this coach. I need to find a way to share, you know, that play with this person who I know is going to see a lot of zone this year. You know, just different things. And and that was kind of a, a neat discovery because I think it was a positive discovery um, that, you know, and, and maybe it was part of that gratitude piece. Maybe it was a ripple effect of that, um, that I didn't want to sit around and think about me and, you know, oh, what am I going to do next? And, oh, you know is this fair or not fair? Or, oh, you know, what if this doesn't work out? You know, will I ever coach again? You know, I just, I didn't want to, I didn't want to entertain any of those negative Mm -hmm. thoughts. And I think it was um, maybe a coping mechanism, you know, where I just felt like, well, I got to, I got to try to push as much energy out as I can towards other people. That is, so you had a big idea that you called <laughs> me in Baton Rouge and I'm in my backyard on my patio and you tell me your big idea and I'm walking Indeed. around chasing five dogs and I said hmm it's not a big <laughs> idea it's a freaking great idea and at first I, I said hmm and you know what I said son of a gun this is good and tell tell the folks what your big idea was 
Well, I, I just wanted, uh, you know, to to learn more and I wanted to learn differently. And, uh, you know, you do a fantastic job with the folks that you bring on your your podcast and the folks that are at your clinic. And that was really, you know, through relationships with people like you, people like Billy, you know, people like Kevin Eastman, who, um, you know, have that MBA reach. Uh, the exposure that I had as a college coach to so many MBA coaches just knew that, you know, that's a space where if you want to learn at an uncomfortable level, spend as much time in rooms with those guys and and try to keep up. And um, so, I, I, you know, I thought I just need to take advantage of this time that I've been given. You know, this is an awesome gift and I don't want to blow it. I've got to maximize this. So how do I do that? Um, and, and, you know, and then, you know, I was raised by a teacher. My mom was a teacher. And so I'm sure I have a little bit of that in me. I wanted to learn almost in, in not in a classroom setting, but how you learn in school. I didn't want to just hop around and go to a practice here and a practice there and, you know, spend two days with this person or, or two days with that person. I really wanted to dig in a little bit deeper and see if I could extract some of the subtleties um, of the process and some of the nuances of what makes Brad Stevens such a great teacher and communicator and, you know, uh, some of the things that are happening in the G League with guys like Mark Dagnalt and, and how they, uh, you know, get a group of guys together who have these really ambitious agendas and they form them into a team so quickly. And they, you know, they put them in situations where they have to learn so much information so quickly. Like, I just wanted to see that over the course of time. And, and so that's why I, I chose or I, I was pursuing, and then luckily I had, you know, people who responded to my request to, to go places and stay for weeks and not just days. Okay, let's let's talk about this journey, and I think it, it's it's remarkable, and I think it's it's almost book worthy. I mean, you know, I mean the things that you went through, but let's talk about the people. Let's and we'll give them credit because they 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 were all part of our big um, community of coaching is about as you said, sharing and about giving, not taking. And so you had a lot of people that were giving to you. Uh, let's let's give them the credit. Uh, let's talk about Jay Hernandez, okay, from the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Okay, start, awesome. let's start with him. So I met Jay through one of my assistant coaches, um, Bill, who was, was working with me there at, mm -hmm. at Florida, and at Bill Ferrara. And uh, Bill had known – Jay through a Hofstra connection. And so we had gone down and watched workouts as a staff before. Mm -hmm. But again, once the big idea kind of did take shape and I wanted to try to reach out to people who either were in the NBA that I had uh, associations with or, or people like yourself who were no longer coaching the NBA, but had friends. And so Jay's right down the road, you mm -hmm. know, so I just called and said, Hey, um, can I come down and watch workouts? Um, and then when I came down and watched workouts, we always just have amazing conversations. I learned so much from him. He's a great thinker. I think he's very known for his skill development, but he sees the whole game and strategy very, very clearly and in a unique way. So, um, you know, just called up Jay and then, then I said, Hey, here's what I'm trying to do. What do you think about this? You know, we'll, are people going to be open to this? Our head coach is going to be like, no way. We don't know her. Or are they going to say, sure, you know, come on in. And um, he was very encouraging, gave me a lot of great advice. Um, and a majority of our time, though, was just sent, uh, spent sitting there talking about, actually, we spent a great deal of time this spring talking about transition defense. Um, but 
uh, from there, you know, he just said, hey, you need to come to Summer League. Uh, you know, he introduced me to their whole staff and, and Coach Vogel and, and kind of talked to me about his transition because he's been in Orlando through a couple different coaches, all that he's learned from them and, and how grateful he is for all the opportunities that, that he's had. Um, and so he was really someone right out of the gates that I relied on heavily for advice and I would run things by him and, um, you know, and then just spend as much time sitting in, in their little uh, observatory area there in Orlando watching him work because he's, he's really gifted. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now let's go to your uh, former um, kind of like building mate in Billy Donovan, who's the co <laughs> head coach at OKC. You guys uh, shared a building, great, one of the best practice facilities in the country in Florida together. You had a bigger office than he did, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 uh, and, and, and how Billy uh, brought you in to see one of the best GMs in the NBA, and Sam Presti, and and his staff, and Mark, of course, being his uh, you know G League coach. Talk about that. Yeah, just you know, for for you know Billy, you you know, talked about the beginning. Like he's just such an awesome person. He's such a regular guy for someone mm -hmm. who is so accomplished. And those people are just inspiring. You know, you wouldn't know if if Billy had one back-to-back -back national championships and coach some of the best players ever to play the game, or if he was just a really good junior high coach. I mean, mm -hmm. just by the way that he treats people, he, 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 he doesn't change. And, and that certainly is a great example, I think for, for all of us. And so um, certainly got in contact with Billy said, Hey, here's what I'm trying to do. And um, his staff, Oliver Winterbone, you know, Oliver as well, mm -hmm. really well. Uh, they were doing a clinic and a, and, and a, a program where they, kind of introduce young coaches to the way the thunder does things. And so I was invited to that, um, you know, it was just right out of the gates again, another opportunity just to soak up an environment that I really had never been part of and uh, got to speak at that clinic and, um, you know, spend a little bit of time with Billy and, and try and explain. I, I actually started out by calling it my MBA vision. And, uh, you know, it just was like, what do you, what do you think about this? You know, you think, that people are going to be open and, and uh, you know, transparent or more guarded. And, you know, he said, I think it's a great idea. And you just need to keep you just need to keep knocking on doors and, and you know, reaching out to people who, you know, can connect you with with folks and and use your resources. And um, and, and of course, always, always ended every conversation with. And, you know, I'll help you in any way I can. And, you know, you're always welcome here. And, you know, just a lot of things that I, when I would hang up the phone, you know, there was even more energy of like, this is going to be so awesome. This is going to be so fun. And, uh, you know, and knowing that you have people like that in your corner, it's, it's really easy. You know, you asked me earlier on about getting past mad, the excitement level, uh, you know, about this journey grew so quickly. And a lot of it was due to conversations with people like Billy that, mm -hmm. you know, mad or any thought near mad was so far in the taillights that, you know, it was just so much easier to focus on the positive. Um, so I relied heavily, again, on, on Billy, his advice, his conversations, uh, you know, how they do things at Oklahoma, what would work best, uh, you know, all, all of those things in, in terms of trying to put together basically a year plan. Now, what did you, uh, I know I'm not trying to skip around, but talk about Mark Daniel and uh, getting an opportunity to see a coach who you're familiar with work with professional players, but players that are trying to reach a dream of playing in the NBA. And again, really much better in college players, obviously. Uh, what was that like? 
I'm going to tell you, I was really captured by the G League. And, and, and certainly a lot of that had to do with Mark and the blue, the thunder and the blues approach to what, how they utilize the, the G League. Uh, and Mark is, he is just, he's a, a perfect coach at that level right now. He's, he's an amazing mind. He's an amazing thinker. Um, the way he sees the game, you know, most of us say, here's a problem. Uh, the solution is going to be, let's walk through the front door and do this, this, and this. And Mark has got to go, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. Why are we walking through the front door? Why don't we walk around the back, you know, put a ladder up, climb up to the second floor deck, and then look from there. That'll give us a different perspective. I mean, he just, his mind is, uh, it's just, it was really fun to kind of peek behind the curtain on the way he thinks. Um, but the spirit of the G League, the spirit of development first to me, that's coaching, you know, because we get so distracted and, and we have to be right. We have to win ball games, but with sometimes winning and losing and, you know, recruiting, certainly at the college level, we get distracted sometimes from just is this guy getting better this day, this week from game to game. And Mark has just such a command of, of that responsibility that it was really neat to see all the systems and processes that they have in place there uh, and the way the thunder and the blue work together and how committed they are to making their guys better was just, it was really inspiring. And then that was not just skill development. Um, you know, the whole idea of what is it, what does it mean to be a professional basketball mm -hmm. player? There were a lot of sessions in the film room that were, you know, about, goals and character and what drives you and self-awareness and just a lot of things that I think people probably don't have uh, as, as much of an appreciation for about these guys and these coaches as they do, you know, what they can do on the court. And so it was, it was really neat. You know, you get, then you got a chance to meet someone that we've always had down in our Florida, uh, you know, August, uh, think tanks, I call them, you know, uh, some people call Good it word. a clinic, you know, but I think it's more that, you know, it's more a think tank of people that are, every one of us is sharing, uh, you know, and, you know, and that was Brad Stevens and, uh, you know, he's an amazing, amazing guy, but you, you had probably as unique an experience with him as anyone in the world of coaching could ever have dreamt of. You, there's no question. That's a great way to describe it. I couldn't have dreamt of it. I, you know, I had no idea when I first contacted Brad where it was going to lead. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he is very open to 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 visitors coming to their practices and and to their uh, training camp. There were regularly, uh, you know, coaches there, men's coaches, women's coaches, college coaches. Uh, you know, there were everyone is is intrigued by Brad, and and rightly so. But the uh, the amount of time that I spent there and the opportunity to be around Brad, his staff, their organization, their players, their G League coach, Brandon Bailey, a great defensive mind. It was just it was not it was way beyond anything that I could have hoped for. And uh, I just sat there. I'm telling you, my thumb muscles and I, it's a wonder I didn't come away with like carpal tunnel syndrome because I just. I was trying to not miss a thing and was just taking as many notes as I possibly could, trying to keep up with whatever they were going over or covering. Um, and, you know, and as much information as there was, Brad is such a good communicator and his staff was so welcoming and helpful to me 
they entertained my questions, but they were such good communicators. Everything was also really concise and, you know, was never too hard to keep up just because the, the way they communicate, the precision they have with their language. And this is really, you know, I think all of the NBA, but Brad's exceptional as well. Um, you know, there's a, I have a ton of information, a ton of notes, but that, that communication piece and the way that they teach made it very easy to, to know this is important. This is what I need to write down. Hmm. You know, one of the things that I think people are amazed at uh, when they watch an NBA practice compared to a college practice on the men's side, or if you watch Gino practice, is that there's no yelling. I got to do that too. I yeah, no, he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's a super here. dear friend and I love yeah. him. But his coaching style is very demanding, uh, to put mm -hmm. it mildly. And, but he's, the thing about you go to a college practice and 90% of men's practices, there's yelling, screaming, intensity, uh, berating. I mean, it's unreal. And then you go to an NBA practice and it's totally the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 um, spirit of partnership, uh, you know, Brad is a tremendous example of that was, but it was one of the things Billy talked to me, um, even before I, I knew this, I was going to be on this journey of just, it's and he was a very demanding coach, mm -hmm. no question about it. But also a guy that just got it on a communication level. I think even in college, maybe differently than other guys did and do. Um, but that was something he explained to me very early on. You know, you're you're not rolling into practice and screaming and, and yelling at Russell Westbrook to go <laughs> harder and sprint to the huddle. Like you know, the, you have there's got to be a level of respect for these guys' experience. And some, you know, just the road that they've traveled for their talent, for, you know, this is what they've, this is their life craft. And, and the coaches in the NBA, I think, demonstrate that really, really well in the way they, they operate, not just in the practices, you know, as you point out, but also in the games. I mean, you know, we've, we've all seen uh, on the college level, just a, a coach who's losing their mind, they call a timeout and they continue to lose their mind, you know, and direct that energy towards their team as they're coming to the bench. And that's a really, really rare occurrence in the NBA. It's, it's much more of like, let's have a conversation about what's going on. You know, tell me what you see and I'll tell you what I see. Uh, there's, there's a great exchange there of, uh, you know, of ideas, but it's also an exchange of respect for here's, here's what I've been studying the game and here's my game plan, but you've been playing the game. You know, maybe I've, been coaching in the NBA for five years and so I've played against this team 20 times but you've been in league 20 years so you've you've guarded that guy already 50 times you tell me what you think we need to do to, to exactly. defend him the best you know one of the things that I I felt um, you know in the NBA as a coach is that I one day you know Chuck Daly said to me he said you know when I had come from UB Brown as and Mike Fratello as my coaches in uh, Atlanta that I was working with, and they would get after both of them. They were they were they were terrific coaches, mm -hmm. and they were they were college coaches type of thing the way they coached. And all of a sudden I go with Chuck, and he's totally the opposite. Even though he was a college coach, and and Chuck, and I said, boy, he said, what are you learning? I said, well, there's another way of doing it. And he said, uh, he said you got to understand. He said when they stop listening. It's over for you. Mm -hmm. and, and, and how he, powerful well, is that? Thought? How about that? He said, <laughs> when they stop listening, goodbye. See you later. You're not mm -hmm. coaching this team anymore. And I, I thought that was so profound, yet so simple. 
and yeah. and you know and he and he always you know believed that you know they they were the ones they were our partners they were our business partners and mm-hmm. we have to work together and it's all yeah about, I love that model yeah and it's all about respect and it's all about mm-hmm. you know why would they respect you if you don't respect them so yeah. you, have, you know and little things like that and I and I think that was a great part of the journey that you you saw uh, takeaways uh, on Brad most impactful things that he does you know I, I already talked about him as a communicator I, I think his level of of sincerity is just through the roof, uh, you know, and that comes across in the way that he does communicate, uh, whether it's his word choice or whether it's his tone choice or whether it's his timing choice. And, and I think it's, you know, his sincerity is also just informed by his high, high, high level of self-awareness. Um, yeah. He is an individual that cares about people. And you see that in the way that he interacts with his team, his staff, uh, you know, how, cognizant he is I you know I was amazed in staff meetings and things you know he knew guys on his staff's children's schedules you know was that would ask them about you know hey did you know did your uh Micah how'd your son's uh little league game go this (laughs) afternoon you know I mean it was just there was a, a a very sincere level of care and and you know and it came through in in the the things he chose to ask you about and talk about and you know, already mentioned anybody. There's a lot of folks that have been to watch Boston's uh, training camp. He he literally speaks to everyone who's there and thanks them for coming. Uh, you know, meanwhile, we're all walking out the door at the end of a training camp practice with so many notes, so many things we want to apply in our program, so many ideas to use. Meanwhile, Brad is is trying to connect with every person who's come and, and appreciating them for taking their time to come and watch the Celtics. That's the kind of guy he is. And I think that's why he's an amazing communicator. I think that's why he was successful, so successful at Butler. And while we're seeing the success that he's having this year uh, and will continue to have throughout his, his basketball career. I think that's, that's absolutely spectacular. Mm-hmm. Any, any other things that you wanted to talk about, about your journey? And I know you, you did television, you know, even last week, you know, with the SEC tournament and stuff like that. And television is also another way of uh, a, a great way for many coaches uh, on this journey to gain visibility. Uh, people all of a sudden, you know, see a different side of someone that they'd never got to meet before, even your peers, right? Absolutely. No, it's, it, it, it definitely was a unique piece of, uh, you know, of learning things differently and trying to look through that different lens that I was really seeking. And, um, a lot of them were colleagues and, and folks that I had competed against, but it was, it was really fun to kind of watch them work in a different light. Obviously I'd never been in their shoot arounds or sure. practices before. And so it was very enlightening. There's so many great coaches in the SEC on the women's side. Um, you know, it was a real, it was a, it was a privilege to, to try and be a voice for that league and, and represent them on television. And I was just really grateful for that opportunity that anybody even cared what my insights were. You know, I was really, really thankful that they called me up and said, Hey, do you want to do this? Um, you know, Brent, uh, Brendan, to answer your other question. And, and I said this, you know, in the article that, that I know you've read one of the other things, and these, some of these observations are so basic, but I think these are just great reminders for us as coaches whether I was watching a, a college practice, a, a college women's practice, a men's practice, it was a high major, a mid-major, a low-vit major, Division two, or an NBA practice. 
fundamentals are fundamentals. And it was really neat, especially in those MBA practices. Um, you know, I can remember the very first day I was in Detroit and I was sitting in a meeting with them and they had, I can't even tell you how long of a discussion about passing better, you know, passing. And you're sitting there thinking, you know, when you walk into an MBA meeting room that you're going to hear, <laughs> you know, just this high, high level talk about, you know, uh, how, how many times we need, how we're going to accomplish this and how we can get this guy on this guy and, you know, beating the switch and pick and roll coverages and some of those things that, you know, they just go so deep into. But I mean, 20 and 30 minutes of like, how can we become a better passing team? Same thing with Mark in the G League, two hand rebounds. I mean, I can't tell you like how often that message was repeated over and over and over again in practices. Um, I can, you know, Brad talking about how important it was going to be for them to make hard cuts to be a good team this year. And, you know, so fundamentals are fundamentals at any, at any level. And I think it was a real encouragement that uh, these guys who are the best at basketball and, and that's all they think about all day long, that still their primary concerns were our teams have got to pass. Well, they've got to cut hard. They've got to move the ball. Um, they've got to be, you know, good shooters, good with their mechanics and their footwork. And, uh, I think that's just a great reminder when you're coaching at all levels because it's very easy to get caught up in the bigger pieces, the strategy and the the game planning. And don't get me wrong, those things are important. You know, those are certainly important. But the building blocks to those pieces, they're paying attention to them every day. Well, I learned a lot from, you know, talk our talks. I learned a lot from reading the article that you wrote, but I also learned a lot today. And I really appreciate, Amanda, you sharing with our listeners because this has helped a lot of coaches because we're in this community together and that's what it's for. And a lot of coaches that we have to keep helping each other. And for those of you that do lose a job, whether it be this spring, you know what, you you know, you have to take this adversity, turn it into, as Amanda said, with great positivity into a learning experience for yourself. And if you don't believe in yourself, why should anyone else? So Amanda, thank you for sharing I know all those coaches do. And uh, again, I love when we our paths cross. So thanks again, Amanda. My privilege, Brendan. I, I enjoy the podcast so much. I shared with you, um, I, I think in the middle of my journey, just randomly text one day that <laughs> during all this travel time that I think that I had, uh, I was needing you to produce more podcasts quicker <laughs> because I was, I had, I had listened to all of them, I think two or three times. And so I needed some more content, but you do such a great job oh, of um, identifying individuals who either have a unique story to share or a, a unique um, thought on the game, building culture, you know, just a lot of different things that I think is so critical, critical for, for coaches to do as they continue their education, because that's really important that we do continue our education and you're providing a platform where it's very easy to do that. So I appreciate you and, and your staff, all your guys you've got working there and the, the quality of the product that in your clinics and the podcast, but definitely more than anything, uh, you know, the ability to c- call you up when I need advice or need help or, uh, you know, need, need a solution somewhere. You're, you're a great friend and I appreciate you very much, buddy. Well, I'm honored. Thanks, my girl. Appreciate you. 